Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast, where we keep our whip in check. And now here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Leadership Development. So welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. This is episode number 62, and I am so excited to have such a fabulous guest here today, Elena Money Garman. She is the founder and CEO of Garmin Homes. She is also very well known for her award-winning blog, Build Like a Girl, amongst many, 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 many other wonderful accomplishments, achievements, things you've done, given back, charity, like the list is so long, Elena, and I know we're going to talk about a lot of those things, but that's why I wanted you here today because you have so much um, that you've done and it's come from your heart and it's so genuine and how you've built your company and and also used your company as a platform for being able to do these other things, or at least that's my perspective. Now, Tell me, sure. is that... Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. So what are you, how could you possibly name one thing, but what are you most proud of in all of, all of the, these accomplishments? Um, first of all, that question just gave me chills. Thank you for that super general reflection. Um, I'm proud of, I'm proud of being here. I'm proud that we still exist, you know, that Garmin is, you know, that I have this company that I could be as audacious as, you know, having a tagline that's joyfully built, meaningfully different and, and have it be true and not feel like a fraud. I mean, I'm most proud of that, that it is, we are joyfully built and meaningfully different. And we're able to do, we're able to do this like Robin Hood approach to our success, which is to take the money that we earn and then push it back into some cause that we care deeply about. And, you know, you, I don't know if you remember this or if you're going to bring it up, but you were a huge um, part of this, a, a huge flexion point in our career at Garmin Homes and our trajectory of success and giving back was when you invited me to build the Miracle Home. Mm. The radio I did not realize that that was impactful in your decisions. But. Huge, hugely impactful. Yeah, because it was the first time we said yes to a project that felt a little bit beyond what we could comfortably say yes to. And I think your first... Um, making peace with being uncomfortable <laughs> in your business. I think yeah. as, as founders, we kind of get, we acclimate to the altitude of like super high risk all the time. Um, and then you hit that flexion point where you're like, oh, I just want to go a little bit further and into something that's not just strictly financial or am- ambitious in a way that's traditional metrics of business, but personally fulfilling that ambition. Um so yeah, when you, when you invited us or encouraged us to do the Mix 101.5, the radio thought for Duke Children's Hospital, and you had done such a beautiful job at Terramore Homes, and so had Homes by Dickerson, um, yeah. I really felt so honored to be invited to that sphere of uh, change makers. And um, yeah, I really wanted to do it justice, and it, and it spoke to... Uh, kind of a lane, I think another lane of inspiration for us. Mm. You know how you're you're motivated by your whatever you're motivated by. But it yeah. was the other lane that was like, oh, I I really want to do that. I want to like point to something and be like, we did that. We made a big difference for somebody. We made a big impact. And so- yes. So good. I'm so glad you're saying that because you are right. There was a legacy of other builders prior to even us who had done this project and taken every year, they had a wonderful builder. And at least at that time, I'm pretty sure I might have to fact check myself, but I think they were all local builders up, yeah. up until that point, at least. And it's exhilarating to do it. Like when you see what you can accomplish. And so, I mean, others inspired me before Hopefully that continued to inspire others. And it has, it's been that and other things have been sort of the way of a lot of local builders. And I don't want to limit it to local builders because it was many others as well, but so powerful for a community, Yeah. no matter what, for a community of people who live in the same community, no matter who you work for, it is such a, a powerful thing to do. And I think exhilarating for everybody, it bonds everybody together. 
It is. It's super galvanizing. And I always want people to feel professionally challenged at, that they work for Garment Homes, but also personally fulfilled. I never yeah. want them to have that. Because um, I've worked places where I didn't feel that level of fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and everyone does. That is the normal trajectory for careers. You don't come out of college in your first big job and you're like, I've made it. <laughs> like, is that a lot of people don't know that? That's a really important point. That's a great. Yeah. You have to go through that. I think. Yeah. Under, you have to go through what you don't want to understand what you want. Yes. There's always a gift and a problem. Like eons ago, I think I read the Tao of Pooh. I mean, what is Wade the Pooh? The Tao, the Taoism of of that character, and it said that there's in every problem there's a gift. Yeah. So that stuck with me. I think I was a teenager when I read it. And so when I'm in those places, I try to recenter myself with that. There's a gift here. I'm learning something and I just need to take that information. So when you start out in your career, you're kind of like something's missing and you can't really articulate it because you don't know what you want yet. And so I feel like those things evolve and you figure out like, I really want people who work for Garment Homes to feel a sense of fulfillment that um, just is that extra layer. It just makes you want to give more, I think, personally. You want yes. to put yourself into something more deeply uh, because it's personal. It's a reflection of your values or your beliefs or, um, you know, one of our garment differences is give it back. And so there's four things that make garment different. And one of them, that, which is my favorite, is give it back. And it means for every home we build, we give back to a cause we care deeply about. And it's sort of evolved. It used to be just Habitat for Humanity, who were still we're on our 14th home. Wow. Congrats. Thank you. Our 14th Blitz home this year, and we're in a first-of-its-kind community, a mixed-income community with Habitat for Humanity of Orange County, and we're building market rate, which we're super excited about. But those things that get that give-it-back uh, element really sort of tethers you to something bigger than traditional success metric. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I that's that is one of the topics I really wanted to dive into you uh, with you today. You know, we both had very successful local home building companies in our markets that couldn't have run more differently from each other in terms of the ways, the styles, everything. Like yeah. there were very few things that were similar in many, many ways. Yeah. Um, and yet, like we were so well bonded, had so many overlapping value systems and sense of community and all of that. What do you think is the core for how any company needs to create a culture? You know, what are the main lines versus what are the things that make Garmin special, made you unique? What what made you stand out to attract your people? Yeah, I love that question because you're right. We were, um, which I have so much respect for. The fact that we were operating these companies and it was cool to to each be so in our lanes and be able to root for each other. It was felt like we were part of an Olympic team, right? We were like And and I just have to say, like, it's so important for people to know that there's not a right or a wrong and there's success in so many ways. You can pick your way. Your your recipe is your recipe. It doesn't matter. You can get a great product no matter what. So you and I believe in abundance. We believe success is infinite and you know not uh it's not pieces of pie there <laughs> it's not success out. is infinite i love that that's a it's great there's enough for every person to find their totally your original question about culture is so thoughtful because i believe very strongly you have to live whatever you say so there has to be demonstrable observable evidence that you are who you say you are that lives beyond the copy on your website like people have to be able to walk into a garment home and know the ways in which we're different. And that the, the consumer needs to be able to articulate and see something that feels different. Yes. That, right, that, right in your heart, right straight to the heart. Yes. Right. And we start at Garmin, we start with whenever we create something, a plan, a marketing strategy, this new office that I'm in, we start with how do you want it to feel? And that's something we ripped off from Apple. That's not us. But how do you want it to feel? And if you start with the feel, it's good accountability for creating something 
from whole cloth that stays true to your culture and what you say your culture is. Because we all have a culture. Sometimes it's the one we say, <laughs> and sometimes yes. it gets off track. And it's it's not like a set it and forget it thing. It Your culture kind of has to evolve with the special mix of talent that you have at the time, the opportunities that are in front of you, the market conditions, because some people really thrive when it's dicey. And, you know, it's like, let's go, you know? Yes. There's a challenge, there's a problem to solve. But I think for a lot of people, they need those ideal circumstances to really rise. And so this whole idea of a rock star culture is that rock stars thrive under non-ideal circumstances. When things are the worst, you arrive at your best. You find a way to bring out your best. And so for me personally, that's been a journey of, um, um, and, and success is a journey of, of transitioning from external validation to internal validation. It's mm. something that we try to talk about and, and train our, um, our leaders within Garmin Homes about how you measure your own personal success, how we measure the success of the company, and where that comes from. What were the messages? Well, you, you can't control the world. You can't control whether somebody buys a home or not. There's so many things in, in every industry in the world, but you know we relate well to home building together. There's so many components you cannot control. Yeah, we always say it's it actually was easy. it was easy. Everybody easy. Was doing. Yeah, right. And it's easier to count the things you can control, which is probably pretty much like two <laughs> yourself, how you think, and how you right. act. Right. 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 And that, that literally is the only thing you can control. So really being, and that helps, I think, reduce the noise. Yes. Right? When Simpl so much simpler. Yes, it's so much simpler to just focus on the things you can control and be really great at those things and decide what those things are. I think yeah. that is one of the things, one of the similarities between um, your company and ours is that we decided who we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. We were very intentional about how we wanted to show up in, in any circumstance. And so that that sort of informs every decision. It's not, it's not copy on a website. It's the projects that you choose. It's the things you say no to. It's the thing you say yes to. It's the, you know, the ways that you stretch and grow and get comfortable being uncomfortable to reach the place you want to go. But in the partners you choose and the relationships you build or not, right? Or not. Yeah. Yes. I think or not is more important than. Agreed. Yeah. You, because Agreed. I have this very woo-woo um sense of the universe. I'm not very religious, but I do. Um, I respect uh, faith and religion tremendously. For me, it is about the universe and how the universe will um, listen to the decisions you make. And so if I say no, to them, I'm telling the universe, that's not for me. I want something different. And so I feel like the, you know, I'm trying to tap into the energy of the universe to, to send me the opportunities that are right for me. By saying no to something that's wrong. Yeah. And I think it takes so much more courage to say no to something because you do have to really check yourself and you have to be willing to either be just or be uncomfortable or not please somebody or go against the grain. Or many times it's it's very disrupting to say no, maybe even to your own insides, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the moment. I've Feels just uncomfortable. I just said no to something that I was fully invested in. And I felt this internal struggle of going back on my word. Mm. It was really difficult. And um, I, I was on the ladder for the HBA. Um, and I just last week decided that um, my family needs me more right now. And I couldn't afford the time because it's family, garment homes, everything else in my life. And it changed. My capacity changed. And I really had to honor that. And it was hard. I wow. Felt, you know, I'm, I've said years ago that I want to be as ambitious with my family as I am with my career. Mm -hmm. And I am. I'm very ambitious about my family. And, um, you know, I needed to be in a different spot. And for my personal career, it would have been better to keep going. But I never would have forgiven myself if I had missed 
something. And sometimes I wonder if that's even true. Like if we even think that to help keep us on that path, but it actually many times isn't true. And who would know anyway? Right. 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 He said no, but I love that story so much. And and I want to tell you that I firmly believe in talking to so many successful people, knowing so many leaders that that recipe family, then work, then everything else makes far more success long-term than the, in the opposite of that. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's too, um, the, the rest of it feels empty. Yeah. Like you're, you're yeah. trying to fill a void. Cause I've been on, I've, I've had it out of order. I've definitely lived. <laughs> Me too. Yes. <laughs> I've yeah. had a border before where I was seeking things outside of my primary relationship, my first marriage, to supplement something that was missing. And so I, mm. I sought out more connection and fulfillment through um, through work and through mm. stuff, saying yes yeah. to this, volunteering for this and training for that and, you know, this striving energy and um, trying to fulfill something and then finally arriving back at the source of like, oh, this is listening to that still small voice inside your head that yes I'll tell you the truth but it'll also break your heart and really test your courage <laughs> and that's a journey everybody has to go through right agreed for sure and that's why I think it's so important to talk about because probably there are a lot of people listening right now who do have it the opposite there's it's not that that's wrong doesn't make it wrong no. but it is part of the journey that recognizing why that works for you, why it doesn't work for you, because there's pros and cons to all of it, right? Absolutely. Like, I was very happy. I experienced moments of lots of fulfillment when I was misaligned. Um, yes. <laughs> I, misaligned. I mean, I there were moments of anxiety, of truth. Um, but no, that's it, it, part of the journey. It's not linear. Yeah. Nothing is linear. Nothing. Oh, Even me saying no to this opportunity you know, this, tr this path I was on with the homeless association and wanting to serve and then saying, you know what, I can't, I can't afford this time away from my family right now. You know, it's, it's a step back towards a step forward. Like one of those little racing yes. cars, those little cars our kids used to play with where you pull it back and then you yeah. springs. Sometimes, yes. Right. Sometimes you have to go back to go to for, launch. To launch. You do, you do. And becoming aware of that, that moment in real time and understanding mm -hmm. what's happening, not beating yourself up too badly about what yeah. you're doing. Just allowing yourself that, that moment of reflection and pause. Yeah. And, and then still believing, still having faith in your own path and knowing that you're, you're being propelled towards something you were supposed to be propelled towards. And where are the, the other gifts? Who is going to get that opportunity now who might not have had it otherwise? Yeah. Like that's Absolutely. a beautiful gift you've given to somebody else who wasn't going to have that. Yeah. Yeah. We have to leave space for everyone else too. Yeah. 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 Our journey doesn't happen in a silo. There's people. No. Success is infinite. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you kind of alluded maybe to something, but tell me like in your career, What's been your biggest learning opportunity, aka failure, aka whatever we want to call it, right? Mistake. Where's been your where has been your opportunity to really give yourself the chance to pivot to what's the wake-up call then? Like where can you think of a time when that was significant yeah. for you? Yeah, there's so my I started Garmin Homes with Jim the year when, when Garmin was one. So Jim had been um, operating on his own for a year. He sold 12 houses. And I called him up and said, I want to start your sales team. And um, I sold 11 houses the next month because we're salespeople. And um, I was a sales manager. And then with Build Like a Girl, I started to build. Then I managed construction. Then I moved to division vice president. Jim said, once you can procure land, you can be division president because you're operationally running things. And so I did that. And then Garmin was getting bigger than my operational um, capacity. 
Mm, yeah. And I was either going to let Garmin be limited by my own um, abilities or I was going to let it grow beyond me. And it was heartbreaking. I, I started this company and then it kind of grew beyond me. And I became an owner at that point. Um, and hired What was heartbreaking? Not to interrupt you, but what part of that was heartbreaking? It, the business is such a um, personal reflection. Um, mm -hmm. I, I guess the best analogy is it's like a child, right? Yeah. So you raise it and then it grows beyond you. And you and I have a child the same age. My oldest is the same age as your oldest. And so you know that flexion point when they go to college and you're like, oof, <laughs> like this feels heartbreaking to me, like that we're at the end of some end of a journey and the beginning of another one. But I couldn't feel anything but the end. Right. And it really took kind of every ounce of um, good self-talk to not feel like a failure, not feel like mm. I failed the company. But I also didn't want to limit the company. I loved it enough to see, like, I want to see how far this can go. So I needed to hire somebody smarter than me in the ways of operational um, production and um, right. execution. And I think anytime at the, you know, you're at that point where you're like, I'm the division president. And then you're like, I need to hire someone better than me to take this as far as it can go. And so preserving what the most difficult part of that was preserving and honoring my own gifts in that acknowledging mm -hmm. the gifts I didn't have, finding them somewhere else, but then not letting that take away from mm -hmm. the gifts I had to get it to that point, you know, you have such ownership, such personal connection, ownership of the company. And so, yeah, it was heartbreaking because I felt like I couldn't take it where I wanted it to go. But like you said, it opened up opportunities, incredible opportunities for other people and other voices. And they and you and you and me it really released me into this space where I get to be as creative and crazy as I want to be. <laughs> yes. I don't have to a, the day to day, right? Yeah. And that's a gift to the company and to the people you give back to and all of it. It's just never ending, right? Yeah. 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 It, it was the right point that that, that, that felt, uh, I went through a lot of coaching um, mm. for about 18 months to, to help me transition. And I had a coach reframe it for me in terms of, um, it's like going from being a mom to being a grandmother. You know, you can be proud and you created something that started something new and um, yeah. that responsibility for the day-to-day -day discipline of it. In our roles as moms change for yes. our companies and our children, right? As parents, we have to become different kinds of parents later on, you know? The right. diapers don't need changing anymore, but they need something else. And usually it's more important Oh my gosh, it is it is a lot of difficult and very important conversations about real world yeah. stuff. That is, yeah, that's been the, the gift of not running the day-to-day -day is that I'm present for a lot of those moments and I get yeah. connection points with my kids, which I'm I'm loving. I love I will take a teenager over a toddler any day. Hundred percent. My my love and support goes out to each of you negotiating with a toddler today to do anything. <laughs> get in the car. Get out of the car. You know, anything. It's it's just so nice. <laughs> my heart goes out to every woman and man in Target that's negotiating with a toddler. <laughs> well, and you just get to be more connected to your team too. Like everything that applied to your applies to your parenting gets to apply to your team because you get to see and help them reframe now. You get to coach them. You get to develop them. And that is a beautiful place to be as a leader. And they want this from you. Like they're hungry. I'm guessing they're like, give us more, Elena. We, we want more of you, right? Yeah, it's sweet. It is nice. Yeah, that I get to dive in. I still name all of our plans and our collections because it's something very personal to me. Um, I get to keep all the parts I love. And I get to say yes, yes crazy philanthropic endeavors that um that help us grow but ultimately stretch us pretty yeah <laughs> um that in the in the pursuit of something wonderful hopefully
I love it. So you kind of mentioned this too, but tell me any, any mentors or role models in your life who are jumping out at you as, you know, you can really credit them for helping you be where you are today. There's, there's many. I mean, I would locally hear, you know, people I have a personal relationship with, um, Jen Nowak and you, I mean, having two women in the industry who, you know, there aren't many of us that were at the top of an organization and, or of of a position of great influence. And so I always felt some support um yeah. you know, that's so important yeah and, exactly. and I feel the same way of course you, you walk in a room where you're one of very few or the only woman and it's you know I have this internal monologue it's like shoulders back head up look them straight in the eye shake them you know shake their hand firmly and 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 show up exactly as you are whole um and deserving and worthy of being in that room and a lot of times, even if you're not walking into a room where you feel marginalized in some way, you need that moment of like, I'm here. I have arrived. I'm going to make the most of this moment that's in front of me. So I would say locally, uh, Jim, my partner in business and life, my husband, who um, always believed in this version of myself that I sometimes would discount because I was mm. like, I have, you love me. But, you know, even before <laughs> married to each other, um, I would discount his opinion because because he was so close to me. But then I realized that this person that's seen me at my worst still believes in my best that is beyond even my own comprehension. So I should really listen to that voice. I should turn down the voice of the the haters and turn up the voice of the Great. That's great advice. I love that. He really helped me see that, you know, I was limiting myself. Um, that there's a version out there that's that's even greater than any of us can imagine for ourselves. And everybody has that. Everybody has a potential for what we think we can do. Um, but I would say outside of that realm of people I know personally, um, I adored uh, Tony Shea, the founder of Zappos. His story, um, his book, Delivering Happiness, was sort of life-changing in terms of my professional life and validating in a way that you could be kind of ridiculous with your customer service and your attitude and your outlook. And you could be, you could show up crazy (laughs) and different and still carve out your own path towards success. I didn't look like anyone. I didn't like anyone who had had this path. And I, I was trying to carve my own path and I'm sure you were as well. Um, Just that permission to keep carving the way that feels authentic to you. Um, That book was really um, life-changing for me. And I visited Zappos and I got to see it in person. And then when he died, I was really heartbroken Mm -hmm. that um, when you're the the crazy one, that it it fatigues you because you're constantly Mm -hmm. being asked why (laughs) you're doing differently and that it wears on you. that you don't always stand up straight. You're kind of like, oh, I'm so sick of not fitting in, but you're not fitting in this is what got you to that point too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he was, he's an icon. I, I adore Tony Shea and, and anybody who reads Delivering Happiness, his story is just incredible. Um, Sarah Blakely from Spanx, I love her. I think what she's, she really bootstrapped that company and built it into something um, amazing and her connection with her customers and her I follow her on Instagram and her her Monday motivation she always has a mug and with a saying on it and her um, I felt like she was as ambitious with her family as she was with her company and she just believes so strongly in what she's doing which yeah. is what it takes it does you have to be the one that's standing there just believing despite any evidence that it would be true despite all evidence to the contrary, there has to be someone standing there and just still believing. Yes. And she's, you know, paved the way and made such great opportunities for so many women. Yeah. Um, And then Reese Witherspoon, I adore her um, refusal to stay in a box. You know, just her unapologetic ambition for projects that 
feature women and other marginalized voices, uh, people yeah. of color and um, people in the LGBTQIA plus spectrum and, and finding ways to amplify voices that are missing from yeah. uh, books and entertainment. And I feel a, a special kinship with that at Garmin Homes to make sure that I am providing opportunities to amplify voices that are marginalized within our industry because it's, mm -hmm. it's still very um, traditional in, in the yeah. way white male um corporate um, yeah identity. leadership leadership yeah, yeah and identity yeah it's a yeah. great point yeah. yeah great great role models and I know you're already you yourself are a role model to so many and I, I talk so much about how important it is to have great mentors and role models and be you know really truly take people under your wing, teach them, be willing to show them the way, be willing to get out of the way for them. All of that, like right. we recognize how the value of that, how important that is for others too. We're really going to impact the world in such a better way. Yeah. Rebecca McAdoo, who's our regional president who runs Garment Homes, um, her, her business acumen, her operational efficiency and just expertise, her prowess really is just a joy to watch and how many leadership lessons I learned from her um, watching her navigate, especially these past couple of years have been so tumultuous and seeing her, you know, direct and guide and keep your eye on the iceberg and lock up these lots and develop this talent. And, you know, just, it's a, it's a joy to watch. I'm so glad I, I got it. <laughs> Yes, it's a, yes, and to watch somebody else do it in such an amazing way, you gotta and love so, that. So authentic to herself and her her leadership journey is it's a privilege. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about it a little bit, but how would you describe your relationship with your company right now? Like as your role, what's your relationship like with your company? Um, this, ba this baby, this big baby. <laughs> I have BFE. Big founder energy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I am a founder. I am um, the outward facing voice uh, of the brand. Um, I, I have a lot of pride and love just woven into every, everything we do and, and, and into the people that do it. I have a lot of gratitude every day for all the ways that everyone shows up at Garmin, you know, sometimes as when you're at the top of an organization, you only hear about the bad things or you hear about the one extraordinary thing, you know, every once in a while you'll get forward at something and they're like, this is cool. And it's this, you know, beautiful story that, that didn't happen in isolation. I think as a leader, I am always quick to thank people for all of the little moments that add up to a big moment. It's all the ways yes. every day committed to being generous and um, compassionate and arriving emotionally to the space where someone is when they're building a home for their family. This is a sacred space. That's um, an honor and privilege to build someone the backdrop of their life. And so not losing sight of that in the minutia of all the things we can't control and all the problems that happen along the way of like just centering yourself in that moment of what this means to someone, what this space means to someone and, and how you overcome that, whatever is in your way to connect with someone really um, tenderly and, and understand um, how you need to show up in that moment. I think those are the, I have this tremendous respect and gratitude for all the ways that every employee at Garmin does that every day in ways that I never see. Yeah, it, that is a that is a beautiful way to explain how a great leader will recognize that there are no successes or mistakes that are overcome in a silo by one person, by an individual. There are so many support and resourceful and strategic people and creative people around those situations to create those successes and overcome the problems and the mistakes and fix it and make it right. And yeah. there's, it's a usually a long list of people. Yes. Not it one is. team, not one department, not one individual. Like it yeah. took a lot and they yeah. all had a part in it. And if you've done a good job creating a team, which you have, you know, that's true. 
Yeah. Yeah. Our, our manifesto says every interaction is an opportunity with infinite potential mm. to be care, to, to care, to grow, to learn, to show respect, to receive it in return. It's, it's that every interaction opportunity moment, every interaction we have with everybody inside and out of our companies, our families, our support network, uh, you know, people within the townships where we build, um, everyone. Yeah, everyone. It is an opportunity to connect with someone kindly and, and yeah. meaningfully. And so that, yeah, those moments are the ones. And that is my role at Garmin is to, to try to see those, to try to help people arrive at that moment in a space where they can be generous. Um, yeah. And in, in this world today and going forward, that's going to become so much more valuable because it's becoming more and more rare to find. It is. It is. So it it's is. a special, it's a special ingredient to have. <laughs> it is. I always say resist the, resist the temptations to connect the dots on someone. When we meet someone, we see, you know, everyone is this infinite number of dots that creates their personality. You know, those connect the dots that kids do when you're waiting for a table at brunch, usually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you see a person, you might see like three giant dots, but you don't see all the tiny dots that, that comprise this person. We make a judgment on the ones that we can see and we either dismiss them or credit them or make some kind of snap judgment. But real connection is about earning the right for that and the safe space for that person to reveal their dots, the rest of their dots, and understanding their depth, understanding their their reality and how they arrived at that moment and, and how that's informing your interaction with them. Yeah, you have to earn that. You have to earn that. Yeah. You do. You do. Yep. I love this. Tell me today, how are you a work in progress today? What is what is your work right now? Thank you for being so vulnerable in advance. <laughs> I love that assumptive close, Michelle. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we we just built our dream home. And I don't say that lightly. Like there are very few people in this world who get to build their dream home. That is a huge privilege. And I felt like when we Congratulations, were Congratulations, by the Thank way. You. That's Thank amazing. You. My husband and I have been married to each other for since 18, but we did not blend. Um, we wanted our children to arrive at a point where it felt good to them too. And they had adjusted to a lot of change. We wanted to honor that. And we had the financial privilege to do that. I want to acknowledge that. Um, but we built this home together and it felt like, um, you know, my husband was in the driver's seat on the, on, while we were building and I was in the passenger seat and, and, and there were moments where we would switch during building things that I'm better at and things that he's better at. And then once we moved in, um, that that homemaking, that making of a home, I was in the driver's seat and he was in the passenger seat. And that, you know, we we um, wanted to create this space where everyone could arrive, right? Two, two families fully in progress, you know, talk about work in progress. So I have my three kids and he has his two kids. My mom lives with us. We built a guest house. <laughs> to hopefully join us if and when it makes sense for her. And so that that moment of pulling all these people together and making sure they feel um, loved and accepted and safe and that their original families feel honored and that this new formation feels honored is a lot of uh, emotional energy. And I I was doing that thing where you're like, you know, you're putting all this energy out and I stopped running. And so for me, running is like my, okay. my return to myself. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I, I was setting up the house and it's really, I wasn't putting an oxygen mask on myself that mm. filling it back up. And then, you know, my, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm vain enough to be upset when my clothes don't fit. Um, so I, you know, not <laughs> really, wasn't just mental, it was this physical yeah. difference that bothered me. So um, I just had to, you know, I am a work in progress in terms of balance. I always say like balance to me feels like a huge myth. I, I 
have always just kind of tried to swing wildly to the place where I'm needed the most and be as, pre as present as possible in that moment. Um, I'm not keeping score of like me, then them, then, you know, then work, then this. I'm not uh, habit uh, driven enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think for some people they are. Um, so I just try to kind of show up where I'm needed the most and pour into it. And so I'm a work in progress in terms of balancing everybody's needs and my own. Yeah. yeah. And it's really hard. And it's because um, I don't want to miss it. I have this like FOMO about my family and the business. And so I want to be all places, but I, I can't be. I can't. And I, I can't rush uh, trying to get to this place where I think our our home is finished. I just need to stay present and enjoy where we are right now. We have yeah. lots of, I want to enjoy how far we've come. I want to look forward to where we're going and just just be. So I just be. I have to keep myself in that center and yeah. not spend too much time looking back or looking forward. Well, and then giving yourself love, giving them love, just being loving, being yeah. loving. Yeah. Being in a place, a state of love is going to serve you, right? Like, yeah. and yeah. you'll know, you'll know what to do once you remind yourself to stay in that place, yeah. in that yeah, state. I think you're right. We named, That's we beautiful. named Bodine because it's my childhood blanket. It was named Bodine and I, I was that kid like Linus from the peanuts. I always had my blanket with me and it was, <laughs> I took it on a business trip when I was in my early twenties and my luggage was stolen. And so it, it was traumatic. I was like 23 <laughs> and it was wow. traumatic to have this childhood uh, heirloom stolen from me. So we named the house, but yeah. I could rebuild it. I could rebuild that sense of, I could rebuild a place that where's, um, Everyone's comfortable. Everyone is safe. Everyone is loved. Everyone is um, whole just as they arrive. And I love that you shared your story because just you hearing it, I the first word that came to my mind as you were describing, you know, what you wanted to create is that it's such a comfortable place that you're creating. Uh -huh. And I think for anybody listening to this right now who watches this, what a comforting thing to know that no matter what, you're always going to be thinking about how to balance, how to shift, where to give love, reminding yourself of your oxygen mask. Like yeah. what a comfortable place. Like if you are struggling with that right now, know that you, bad news, good news, you're always going to be like, <laughs> you're not going to yeah. get to a point where that just goes away. And now suddenly you got it all figured right? out. You're like, I'm killing it. Like that's yeah. just that you will have days and you'll have moments right. and there's days when you're just like, ah, I am dangerous at any speed right now. I just need <laughs> to be in a room by myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, everyone, I think everyone experiences that. I think there's moments in my parenthood where I'm so ashamed at how I didn't show up correctly. Yeah. And, and we know because our you know, our kids, we raise them to tell us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, those moments are hard and just taking the lesson, leaving any of the shame that would hold us back from arriving at the next moment. Yeah. And being willing to, to focus on all the things you did right. Like yeah. there's a really long list of that too. And they're both valid lists. One right. doesn't, is not more powerful than the other, but let's not let, you know, the, the bad list overcome the, the good list and forget right. that. Yeah, that's yeah. like that when you spend time on the low light reel, too much time on the low light reel or the highlight reel. That's that's dangerous. Like I don't want to believe my own PR. I want to I want to arrive at the moment in front of me and do the best I can. But yeah. yeah, I wake up in the middle of the night and and run a list of all the ways I've not shown up the way I wanted to. It's super fun. So so good. Goes <laughs> <laughs> and then you go right back to sleep. <laughs> Like a baby, fitfully and crying. <laughs> exactly. Might as well get on some social media and scroll yeah. through and feel better. <laughs> I usually try to read a book. I read romance novels, like tr true, like escape, chiclet. 
and unapologetically, I love it. And I like if it has a cartoon cover and it's like a meet cute, I am in it. And it that is my my preferred method of escape. And there's always a happily ever after. That's that's a great place to be. You gotta yeah, love that. Read that and escape, and I can get back to arriving at whatever moments in front of me. I love that. Okay, so you you are so willing and you share so much of yourself and you allow people to know you and your company and um and I and even on social media your family and your you know everything you have going on. Is there anything that we don't know about you? Any anything that you would want the world to know that they don't know about you? What do we need to know? Um I'm not super nerd. Does everyone you know? Are. So when you get done reading the romance novels, what do you go read then? Um, <laughs> or do it's nerdy? I dream about being a Jeopardy champion. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, I love trivia. And I'm uh, I'm pretty nerdy. I love... Um, so fun. Yeah, I love trivia. I love... Uh, I would love to be on Jeopardy someday, but uh, who knows? I did watch Celebrity Jeopardy, and I thought... Now, if I could get famous and then go on Jeopardy, I could definitely win. <laughs> but I don't know if I can win. That's two big things to do. That that could check a lot of boxes right there. <laughs> That's a good path. Right? Uh, yeah. I'm Jeopardy. A, I'm a super nerd and I love breakdancing. Ooh, fun. I haven't I haven't witnessed this yet. I don't breakdance <laughs> myself. I mean, I will. I have. But not well, but I am a, I I love to watch breakdancers. I so cool. Yeah, I love it. I just wish I could do it. This eight-year-old <laughs> body is not gonna do it. <laughs> we'll we'll keep watching. We'll just watch for fun. Yes. That might be safer yeah. at this point. Who knows? I love it. So what's ahead for Garmin? What can um, we what will we see? Taking over the world. Just kidding. Yeah. Of course. Um, no, um, we're growing, we're getting bigger. And for me, I mean, back to vulnerability and just sharing, I mean, there is a special magic at Garmin that I am, you know, growing has meant uh, I have a fear about it. I have a personal fear about mm -hmm. diluting that magic. You know, okay. does it scale or does it not? And so mm -hmm. finding ways to scale the magic and the connection that we build with each other is our greatest. It's what's on my mind. And I like, think you just decide that it yeah. is. Yeah. That's it. You just yeah. decide. And we've been doing a lot of training with our leaders uh, for the past seven months. We've been doing uh, something called Garmin Academy and spending a lot of time, six hours, two, three hour classes a month with all of our leaders. And it's been a really fun lane to have. Um, to tell stories about how we started and, and the why, all the why behind what we do and how we do it. Um, so that's that's how we're deciding to scale it. But we're getting bigger. We have two divisions now. And um, yeah, for me, that means the um, I'm excited about what that will allow us to do, to say yes to projects that are close to our hearts. We are doing another hero home. We're doing our third hero home with Operation Coming Home. Mm -hmm. Our third, Love it. our third to honor a fallen soldier. And so that journey is always very personal. Um, understanding who that hero was, making sure we, we are good stewards of that story, mm -hmm. um, the story of, of the, the hero that's left behind, and the family that's left behind, and how we tell that story and how we introduce um, their story and, and honor that sacrifice and say thank you. So I'm very excited. Beautiful. That's this year. Um, that'll be probably Veterans Day when we get to um, celebrate and present that house, so. Beautiful, so yeah. appropriate. I yeah. love that. Yeah. How can how can somebody follow that story and follow Garmin? Um, you can find us on um, all social media channels. You can find us on LinkedIn, Garmin Homes. Um, you can definitely follow me at Elena Money Garmin on Instagram, I'm open. Um, and then at Garmin Homes on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I think Garmin is. <laughs> so, uh, sure. Yep. You can, yeah, you can follow Garmin there. And the Homegirls Association, Operation Coming Home is, okay. is the organization for the Hero Home. So we will have some ceremonies coming up where we, um, we like to write 
uh, a message inside the framed home and on the studs to really sort of make those intentions um, known um, into that space so that we hold we hold the space well for that family and and we fill it with all the good stuff we want to we want to fill it with all this all the things we wish we could say to the hero um, in front of us. Beautiful. I love that so much. And I can't wait to watch that and follow along and watch the emotional journey that I know that that is, um, yeah. it's, that is huge and, and so beautiful for your company to get to be a part of that and everybody in it. It is a get to, it is, yeah. it is a get to, it's such a huge honor and it's an honor for our trades too. Um, they yeah. love, they're so generous. We could not do it without them, without yeah. the developers, um, everybody is so generous and so yeah. willing to to put their money where their mouth is and to really say thank you in a way. Um, it's it's a common ground, you know. I feel like there's there's not a lot of common ground that people have out of the gate these days, and we we sometimes are very susceptible to being divided. But I feel like Operation Coming Home has always felt like a space where we all share this service um, and this this patriotism, um, and this respect for those who serve. And so I feel so like that, that is a space I want to be in where I feel like everyone's invited and, and we share something pretty meaningful. So beautiful. And I think anytime we're creating something where everybody can really get their own emotions involved and really come together for something that is what keeps us united and, it, like you said, despite all the reasons we might not be. So right. it's such a beautiful space to create. And as a leader, to be able to do that for your people and, and the community is incredible. So you're an amazing role model, Elena. And I am so appreciative of you coming and sharing so much of your story, learning new things about you, and just hearing the story of Garmin and and how you, has, you have grown as Garmin has grown. And watching this baby like take off. What an inspiration. Thank you so much. It's been it's so fun talking to you and talking about <laughs> and you know, I think what you're doing is so magical for people because when we were doing this, it would be, you know, we'd see each other at MAME or we'd see each other at an award and you know, award show and just sort of fill each other up for a second. I see you, you see me, and I'm excited for you. And I think people need to see what leaders are really thinking about. Yes. Behind the success of what you see, the, what it takes to get there and the mental journey and the personal journeys are really important. Those stories are really important for people to understand that this is what it feels like. If it feels hard, that's yeah. because it is. And yeah. It, we don't need to glamorize it, but we're doing it because it's worth it. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Keep going. Yeah. You're on the right Keep path. Going. If it feels hard, keep going. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Like, we all need those reminders every day. If it feels hard, just keep going. You're on the right path. So yeah. true. So true. Thank you, Elena, for being here. And thank you for sharing. I'm so excited for everybody to get to hear all of this today. So much fun, as always. I hope maybe you'll come back another day too, but thank you. For more ways to keep your work in progress in check, visit striveleadershipdevelopment.com.